I was not about to be like, oh, f this bitch. I'm gonna be Fierce, fierce, fierce. I love this podcast. Fierce, fierce. Weather, fierce. Deep breath in through your nose. Deep breath out through the whole class. The oxygen is your energy. Use it. You ready? Let's march it out. Right here. March it out. Pup. Using the arms. Slow and strong. Listen to it. It's pop. Slow and strong. Hello. I'm Joey Nolfi, Entertainment Weekly's RuPaul's Drag Race reporter. And as of today, official old lady on TV that was exercising as Jilly and Closet and I enroll in Susan Powder's old lady on TV that was exercising. The old ladies that was on TV exercising. Workout class that's currently offered at only one place in the whole world, aboard the SS Muse, upon which we have set sail with an interview with our latest eliminated queen, Tsunami Muse, later in the episode. And I'm the Morgan Freeman of Quick Drag, Jilly and Cedarholm, EW's news director. <laughs> Come on, guys. Reach it for more. Four. Pull it into the waist. And three, pull into the waist. <laughs> Sorry, I'm joking on my spit. Jilly and Closet always knows how to gag me. I never in a million years would have thought to describe Jilly and Closet as the Morgan Freeman of Quick Drag. Well, we're in the same demographic. We'll now be do. We'll <laughs> we'll now be doing so for all future episodes. But I do indeed have a feeling that we might be headed for an ocean disaster, as tsunami did kind of sink the SS Muse after Candy worked so hard to finally buy it. <laughs> yes, it's happening! Indeed, the SS Muse has sunk, but we can confirm that all passengers not only survived, but are living the house down boots mama sleigh. So let's get into this week's recap until the Geneva Carpathia arrives to save us. While we might be recording from the bottom of the ocean, Maya has lifted our spirits. We are floating back on the surface because the first two minutes of this episode featured some of Maya's most hilarious commentary to date that seemingly just came out of nowhere, which I think she said on social media she was drunk at this point, so that might be why we're getting it. But yes, I believe she tweeted that she was drunk, if I am incorrect. The morning of the reads? Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. This was when she came back into the uh, the workroom after oh, the lip Oh, sorry. I was when she was sorry, running around sorry. being like a little demon. Okay, yes. Yes. She would just like flash on screen in her dress of red. It was like a little demon running across the screen. It was so funny. Um, she was so shady as she savored sending Megami home after saying she had to show Megami that she could also send her home without flipping. And then saying, you didn't even like her, Martine. <laughs> She also tried to snatch Morphine's wig off of her head. She yanked it super hard, and Morphine actually looked like she was kind of pissed after she did that. But there was also a really funny moment when Plasma said that she thought Morphine would have done just as good in the role of Maya. And then Maya confirmed what all of the queens said in our group interview, that Maya will just say the most rotted thing out of the corner of the room and nobody will clock it. But Maya immediately just mutters, stop lying. (laughs) then as jillian pointed out she pretends that she did not in fact just say that it's cracking me up again she was like a little terrorist in the opening moments and it was so genuinely funny um and it was i was so glad that we got to see this because everybody's been saying that maya is so timid and it's like we're just waiting for these moments and they're slowly coming out and she is just becoming quickly becoming i think our favorite of the season but Moving on to other comical developments, RuPaul entered the workroom to open the library for the beloved reading challenge, which is ultimately won by Tsunami, though there were some amusing reads by others, including, again, perhaps my favorite unintentionally hilarious read in the history of this show that Jillian Closet and I just died at um, at work as we were just sending this back and forth to each other. Maya saying, play... (laughs) Plasma, when I see you dance, I think of the old ladies that was on TV exercise. <laughs> like, what? Just crickets in the room. Everyone what? looking so confused. <laughs> and then she just moves on. <laughs> it was so funny. I like, what does that mean? What? <laughs> I could see if it was like, if Plasma had like 
the aesthetic of someone like Love Connie or something, but she just doesn't. Plasma does not have that aesthetic. So it's like, what did this mean? In Maya's head, it makes sense. Therefore, it makes sense to me, I guess I'll say. But I did... Well, like there were some other reads that I thought were really funny. Like when Tsunami was like, Plasma, my girl, where were you on January 6th? <laughs> and then uh, also the Morgan Freeman of drag thing. I thought that was pretty funny. And she turned, I always love when the Queens turn it on to Rue. So I was, it thought it was funny. Uh, but I also, uh, so, okay. One of my other favorite ones was this moment where uh, Safira said, I'm a Libra, or I'm a I'm a Libra, and Tsunami is a Cancer to the drag community. <laughs> I thought that was really vicious, really fun. And then I did think it was also weird that uh, I forget. Wait, who was reading Plain for her beard? Nymphia. Was it Safira no, again? Nymphia, her dandruff and her beard. <laughs> yes, and then I was like. And then it cuts to Plain looking like very embarrassed, and she was like, "That's too much, sister." And I'm like. Plain of all of the things that you have said about everybody else, this is the thing that you're like, sister, that's too much. Yeah, no, like, exactly. <laughs> and it was like, just like a, a plain read, it wasn't funny. So plain should have really, yeah. it was mean and not funny. Oh no, Julie. <laughs> Jillian Closet. Jillian Closet has opened the library. I just thought it was like, this feeds into what I think I've been saying lately is that I think they're building like this somewhat. I don't know, because it's like every time we get these moments where I feel like, we're, okay, we're building sympathy for Plain and we're building like a more emotional arc for her. She comes around and then does something like she did in Untucked this episode where she just, again, reads people and Q kind of goes off on her, but we'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, it was, it's weird. Like we're getting all these like conflicting sides of Plain and I'm just like, it's it's very amusing to watch. To watch, I guess. Um, I also, I also enjoyed the other one that wasn't really funny, but kind of came out of nowhere. Of a, our second Danny DeVito reference of the, of the season of Q saying Maya, if Danny DeVito could do flips, there pretty much wouldn't be a difference. <laughs> what? <laughs> but I love that Danny DeVito well, is now the recurring character of season sixteen. I know, right? Um, Yes, yeah, and to so friend. to me, I actually, uh, I guess I didn't, I didn't love this reading challenge as much as some others, but I always yeah, same, really same. appreciate. Like I know we always, everyone always says, at least go in there with a stock read so that you're not just saying nothing yes. or just standing there looking really awkward. Right. And so some people did that, and that's that's fine. Like yes, I would rather have that than nothing. But I did see the. The January 6th, I thought Tsunami had that going in because it didn't really relate to pla- – I kept wondering, like, why are you saying that about Plasma and not about Plain Jane? Um, yeah, no, I, I also thought that – I thought the joke was funny, but yeah, the Plasma being the target of that joke, I was like, okay, if there was somebody that I was going to say, I would pick the person who was like – from Russia, famously an enemy of the United yeah, or States. Q like that, that might have been the person. For being named Q. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I guess it's funny that you do pick the one that actually wouldn't have anything to do with it. Wouldn't Um, have anything to do with it. Imagine plasma storming. Now I do want to like just go. Oh my god! Now I do want to see it. Actually, I want to see plasma dancing up the stairs, (laughs) dressed like Norma Desmond. (laughs) Well, famously, Silky did storm a government building remember when silky posted that video last year um after amid the drag bands and stuff silky was like oh we're storming this government building and silky posted this video of her and protesters in that government building you don't remember no, that what was the building the post office uh no, <laughs> no no it was something i forget what it was but it was i, rem- I remember sending it to you because she posted it on oh, twitter well, you're gonna have to send it to me again yeah we'll we'll find it um unless silky <laughs> Unless the government came after Silky yeah. for that, um, which in that case, sorry for outing you, Silky, <laughs> oh, no. though you did tweet it. Um, yeah. So some of the other, I mean, the morphine was also in that camp to me. Like, I mean, it was fine and I'm glad she had reads, but they were also ones that seemed pretty much she did not think of on the spot, like saying that plain Jane yeah. is so dumb. She studied for the COVID test and got excited when she passed, which was exactly Lawrence Cheney's read for Ellie Diamond. And I think was, you know, probably a joke that a lot of people made on Twitter and such. 
But um, yeah, I would rather if you know going in that that might be not be your strongest suit. And I think Morphine is someone who can read. It's just hard when you're writing scripted jokes. But I re- so I really appreciate when somebody comes in and does make it really personal, like not in a mean way, but makes it personal, like that you know that they are tailoring this on the spot for like meeting these people throughout the season. And so for me, I really thought Dawn won the reading challenge from what we saw. Because she, you know, she thing about good. tsunami, yeah. bold for someone who hasn't made waves in the competition. Easy joke, but you know, clearly a play on the name. The knock knock joke for Nymphia, I thought yeah. was really inventive oh, it was and so funny. funny. And yeah. so I yeah, that to me um, and we have seen also Dawn reading everyone in her confessionals. Evil now, L. So, Evil but, L. Yeah. Evil L. She's coming out. I, no, I fully agree with you. And Tsunami did say in our exit interview coming up that she did. She confirmed that she wrote down a few jokes in her notebook in the hotel room coming in. So, um, but I think she she did say that there were some that were like t- more tailored to people. But like the the January sixth one, I think she did just think of that beforehand. And let's be honest. RuPaul does not remember Lawrence Cheney making that joke, and RuPaul also does not remember pay Lawrence to Cheney. No. So we, we are, yeah, Ru- RuPaul does not famously remember Lawrence Cheney. Um, all right. Okay. So the library being open always means that coming up is the snatch game, and indeed, RuPaul tells the queens that it's time. Uh, this year, we did not get the super size edition that we got last season with two separate groups. Thankfully, thank God, it's all done more traditional. Yeah. Uh, with one group of nine queens. And we did get some non-traditional choices this time around. So the group of celebrities playing Snatch Game included Dawn as Megan McCain, although she looked exactly like Blair St. Clair to me, Tsunami as the Golden Tooth Fairy, <laughs> Safira as James Brown, Plasma as Patty Lapone, Q as Amelia Earhart, Nymphia as Jane Goodall, Morphine as Anna Delvey, Plain as... Ugh, Helene, I, I purposely gave you this. <laughs> I've never heard of this person in my life. Um, how do the how do they say the J's over there? You, Julena, Helena, 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 I don't know. Carl USA. Uh, <laughs> how, do you, how do you say this name? <laughs> Carlusa. Carl USA. Carlusa. Carl USA storming the Capitol, and Maya Carl as Trina's Carl. cousin. Dollar sign Hakuita. <laughs> A.K.A. Shaquita. Shaquita. <laughs> okay, but Joey. Plasma's alter ego storming the Capitol. Carl, <laughs> USA. Joey, knock, knock. Who's there? Chad Michaels. Chad Michaels, who? That's exactly what I think all the queens would have been asking if Rue hadn't introduced <laughs> Chad Michaels coming through the door because it was very, it was really oh. odd to me that before we saw Chad's, we had to say the name. And I was like, did she think that all these queens would think that that was actually Cher entering the room or Maybe. that they haven't watched the logo seasons? So I was kind that of... That could have been so funny, which is like, yeah, why didn't, wouldn't they have just let that moment play out if that was the case? That would have been so funny if they were like, oh my God, Cher. Yeah, if some, like seriously, someone being like, oh my God, Cher's finally on the show and then be like, it's Chad Michaels. Yeah, they should have played it off like yeah. that. Yeah. So I don't know. I just thought that was kind of funny, but it was fun to see Chad back and giving tips uh, for the snatch game, but let's talk about all of these characters. How did you? How did you feel about who you got to see? I thought it was a very weird group of snatch game characters. I think that this is another. I'm going to go off on my little tangent again, where I think this is a indicative of why the show needs to switch up its format and its challenges. Because I think snatch game is now no longer something where we're getting people approaching it from like. We're getting very few people that attack it in the right way and too many people trying to do these manufactured things that they think are going to play well instead of doing things that they are actually good at and knowing their own talents and strengths. And Tsunami admits this in, in our exit interview. She was like, I tried to do something that I thought was going to work in my favor instead of just doing something that was natural and comfortable for me, which I think is why Maya succeeded, is why um, Safira succeeded, is why Plain succeeded in this, because they were doing things that were natural to them and not trying to come off a certain way. And we get too many in the age of social media and drag race, we just get too many queens that are going into this trying to manufacture moments instead of just being funny. 
so it was a weird group. It was a very weird group. Um, uh, I think maybe our biggest ever mix of celebrities that are both alive, dead, and also not real. <laughs> um, but I, I was so glad to see uh, Safira carrying on the uh, Kennedy Davenport School of Snatch Game doing like, quote unquote, boy drag for this. I thought Safira was my winner for this challenge. I thought she did so well. Um, I was dying at the moment because you can there's something it's almost like when you when your grandfather like is in on the joke or like gets something that normally you wouldn't think the grandfather would think is funny and when rupaul like is in on a joke and you know that rupaul knows there's like a repetitive thing going on like with safira's little biscuit heels so when Ru pointed that out, I'm like, okay, Grandpa's in on the joke. Like, Grandpa gets it. And it, it it felt like that kind of moment. And I died at that. Like when And then Safira being like, I'm James Brown. I don't have character shoes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, so I thought that it's was so, so funny. funny. And I also – Safira was also my winner from this challenge. I love when – I love the back and forth with Rue. That's why yeah. when Dawn kind of reads her earlier in a confessional saying that she's sucking up to RuPaul because she knows that James Brown was RuPaul's first uh, concert and celebrity yeah, encounter. Duh. But like, that's the whole point of the show. Like, especially Snatch Game, make Rue laugh. Yeah. So if you're tailoring it to Rue, make Rue like, laugh. Sorry, Chad that's even a lot, said that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot smarter than doing a, you know, an influencer or someone that you know damn well that Rue is not going to know and you don't have a chance of winning no matter what the fans will end up thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but I, I did love the moment of, I mean, I don't know. It's, in, it's interesting that you say that. Tsunami doing that is an example of what not to do, but Maya is an example of what to do because she was so comfortable in the new made-up character. So we know that Maya originally was planning to do a different character, and then Rue basically read her and was like, maybe maybe even be one of your friends, one of your loud friends, so you can take on that yeah. energy. Um, but I think it was smart. But I mean, the thing I guess is tsunami said going in like she referenced trinity doing the devil character because she made it her own so tsunami could have literally gone any way with the gold tooth fairy and just made it kind of more of a tsunami character the way that maya did with shaquita yeah and what i'm what i mean by that more is that i think that maya gave herself license to just be funny and be one of her friends without conforming to a character tsunami's creation there was more of a framework that she would have had to work within because yeah. it was such a more high concept character. It was the gold tooth fairy that is not only drawing on what Tsunami said in our exit interview com coming up. She said that she intended it to be like a hood tooth fairy. Yeah. So there's a back, there's automatically a backstory there that she has to tie herself to. And not only is there the lore of the actual tooth fairy that she then has to build on, but creating this character and then volleying off of Rue in the context of Snatch Game. So it's like she already there with those three characters has to stick to three very difficult things. Yeah. Whereas Maya didn't. Trina's cousin, Shaquita, there is nothing that you have to tie that character to. And it just gave Maya license to just be wild on that stage. Yeah. So I think there's a difference there in in the approach. Um, and Tsunami knows that, you know, she was, uh, that that was not the wisest decision and that it did lead to her elimination. So um it was just unfortunate to see because I do think that she offered some backups in our interview of who she would have done. And she says she auditioned with Naomi Campbell and Cardi B, which I think Tsunami would have done a, a decent Naomi Campbell because she did actually work with her. Um, and then she also said Celia Cruz. So a little oh, bit no. of Lanesha Sparks, Sparks coming in there, <laughs> black and flown. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that would have been interesting to see. But what was not interesting to me to see <laughs> was that there were no celebrity guests. It was yeah. just the pit crew and the game show seats. I'm like, what? What's I going mean, on? I guess, I guess you could say Leif Ashley is a celebrity at this point. I actually was always kind of confused that he's still doing this show because I feel like he is kind of making a name for himself so much outside <laughs> of the show. I was forgot he was ever on the pit crew. Um, but yeah, I, I actually, I really miss having comedians there. And I was wondering if it was because – I don't know, like if they're making so much better jokes than the contestants, maybe they feel like it would make the queens look maybe. bad. But I think if yeah. you have the right person, they could really volley with them, like get some I mean, improv comedians. Yeah. 
Or, I mean, just bring it full circle and like, okay, Kevin Bacon was so into Drag Race last year. Kira Cedric was the guest judge. This, yeah. like, make it Kevin and Kira. Like, that would have been cute. It didn't necessarily, then you wouldn't have people like overshadowing the queens in this. I think it would have been really fun to see Kevin and Kira. Maybe they did try for that and then it didn't work out and they didn't just want to have Kira. Like, who knows? Yeah. Uh, I also want to point out that even though Morphine landed in the bottom for this with Tsunami, I, I do think her approach to the challenge was right. I mean, I think that she, it wasn't necessarily the funniest, but I think her jokes were at least clever and she was kind of bouncing off Rue in the moment, like with the money joke and when she told RuPaul that he looked poor, like that was, I I don't think that morphine was, was awful. I think she shot herself in the foot by using that same joke that she had ready, like, and it was a smart joke, but she had already used it at the walkthrough on morphine and that was, or on Maya and that was really funny. And then to like have that be, I think the first joke that we got out of her on Snatch Game, I was like, oh yeah, we just saw that. Well, as we famously know, RuPaul probably didn't even remember that. So, oh um, God, but he does remember RuPaul dementia. <laughs> he he does remember um, Safira's dance biscuits, though. <laughs> Which uh, oh, that is so funny. But uh, there was also I want to point out one moment. There was a very odd moment where Nymphia seems to like get ready and almost maybe i thought it maybe would have led to a moment like when selena told us last year that she had the whole birth for the virgin mary um but we didn't get to see it where nymphia like says oh i thought i was here to give a talk as jane goodall and then it looks almost looks like she's about to stand up and then it cuts to rue and rue is like oh no you're not no you're not so like i wonder (laughs) and nymphia looks like kind of taken aback a little bit so it seemed like Rue was maybe getting a little annoyed with Nymphia in this challenge for maybe not delivering. Well, yeah, I mean, so, at that point she hadn't, yeah, she hadn't delivered anything. I think if at that point she had kind of hinted that something funnier was coming, maybe Rue would have yeah. gone along with it. But I think, yeah, I just, I don't know. And then I was actually like watching clips of Jane Goodall. And I mean, I like, I've never, I mean, I knew who she was, but I never, I have not watched like a full documentary with her, but I was watching her on some like talk shows and she was actually like a pretty good humored like told a couple of funny stories so it's not like you can say oh well she was just a very serious person so i didn't want to like make any jokes where like she actually made more jokes on the tonight show than nymphia made as her in snatch game unfortunately but i just think like i mean even if like this is the time that nymphia could have fully gone into her banana stuff and just every single question made some kind of like monkey chimpanzee like just an obsession like oh did you say chimpanzee or did you say baboon or something like i don't know i mean i did think the one thing that i laughed at was out of nowhere when she just started doing like the monkey call i thought that that was kind of funny but um just because i think she should have leaned into that like only do i don't know do the monkey call or like have it written on the card but then like when you're saying it say it like as a monkey or something like i think that could have been funny Snatch Game director Jillian Closet. Um, the last oh yeah, thing, I'm such an expert at comedy as you can hear on this podcast. Um, yeah, because you literally kill me every single time. Um, do we need to point it back to the opening bit um, where I literally died just because you made a Morgan Freeman reference? Um, but I, the last thing I want to say about Snatch Game is uh, that I thought that this was an example of plain. Who I I didn't necessarily like i wasn't like laughing out loud the entire time at plane's performance i do think it was a solid performance but i thought it was a good example of like her actually being fun mean and proving that she can do shady with this character in a way that doesn't feel like hurtful or mean like it is in the workroom so there was a little bit of a disconnect there to me between i'm like okay this is the kind of villainy that you should be bringing in the workroom and maybe not some of the other stuff so um but yeah safira was my winner she was yours too yeah she really was same so back in the workroom, we also got a very weird moment for the first time, oddly, that we see Queens trying to lobby for Plain Jane's immunity potion. Um, Morphine asks her for it. Nymphia also tries and Plain tries to reassure Morphine that she doesn't need to be worried this episode. But in a confessional, Plain is like, yeah, I just told her that to get her off my back, <laughs> which I did think was funny. But uh it does seem in general until one moment in Untucked that the queens are actually maybe warming up to Plain's reading a little bit, especially Safira, who like urged in a confessional to not take Plain so seriously. Safira also mothered a bit, um, bringing Tsunami back down to Earth when Tsunami was like, I don't think I flop. And Safira was like, 
I loved your confidence. <laughs> she just delivers everything in such a motherly way. It's so passively authoritative, I think you're very but optimistic, that, like, and I love that about you. Is what she said. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm like she's kind of like I'm all knowing and all seeing, but also unbothered in the way that she delivers this stuff. It is so endearing, and she then tells a really sad story about her adopted dad not accepting her for being a drag queen, and then. They did ultimately reconnect, but he died of COVID and she missed the last phone call that he ever tried to give to her because she said, I think she said she was in bed. Um, So, and the dad is, and there's a Jillian note here. um, The dad is Saul Solis, who was a UFC coach and MMA pioneer known as the godfather of Texas MMA. So um, yeah, I didn't realize that he was, I think I, I, in my research, For the uh, first interviews I did, I come across people saying that her dad was um, a UFC coach, but somehow the identity uh, escaped my research there. But um, yeah, no, it's it's interesting because yeah, it he, he did seem like a pretty big deal. Like ESPN wrote it up when he he died, and yeah. they and he has a Wikipedia page, and so does Safira, but they are not mentioned actually on those pages. So hmm. um, that was just interesting to me that he was this big deal. But I mean, obviously, there's a lot of family trauma, and I I did like it was just so sad. Like obviously, she had a lot of, um, you know deep emotions about this like she was breaking down really hard it was still you know very recent to her so that was that was really sad to see yeah it was a a very sad moment that really made me feel for Sevira there on the runway the guest judge is emmy winning actress kira sedgwick who is also the wife of footloose star kevin bacon who voiced support for the wig loose rusical last year and praised lucy laduca as heaven bacon before speaking out against the anti-drag and anti-trans bills, he also made a brief appearance on the finale, and Kira also revealed and untucked that she took their son, Travis, who is now the leader of a goth metal band, to his first drag show at age eight. She also continues the growing list of allies joining the show this year, so that was really great to see. I also once rode on the roller coaster on the Santa Monica Pier with Kira and Travis, who is around that age at the time, as well as their daughter, Sosie, who went on to star in Smile. So um, What? And while Kevin Bacon and my elderly aunt waved at us all from below on the pier, so I'm sure that this is actually the most interesting factoid of all about Kira. Anyway, on to the The theme. (laughs) Of all this time that you have known me and how intensely I feel about roller coasters and theme parks and how I am obsessed, you never told me this information. Oh my God. I mentioned it just for you. Holy (laughs) shit. Okay. Once. Okay. You need to tell me more about this moment when we are done recording. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, on to the runway theme. This week is Dancing Queens, which they all interpret as different styles of dance. So Q came out as a robot, and my first immediate thought was, is this a glow up of Bob's robot from season yes. eight? It's like almost the same. I have that design. And, it was and so got funny. Mix. Got Mix from season 13. Oh, I totally forgot about Got Mix. And yeah. So the hip pads, the hip things look like, was it Peppermint or Trinity's Club Kid Couture look? I think it was Trinity's. Trinity's Club Kid Couture look. It's like a mix of all those looks. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Well, I had that written down too. Um, Tsunami did Salsa. Nymphia. You might Mm -hmm. see one later today. (laughs) Oh. Uh, Nymphia did (laughs) Japanese Butoh. I'm like, I'm so happy with like Nymphia just taking us through a tour of Asia with like doing a different dance of every country this season so far. Like, it's really beautiful. That look was stunning. Uh, Dawn with Polka, Safira with a drag U majorette, which I'm sure Dawn also thought was sucking up to RuPaul, but I thought was a lot of fun. And I also, she and Plasma, who did tap, were both much more interactive with the judges during their runway than I think we usually see. And I thought it was a lot of fun, like actually acknowledging the judges saying something out loud, I thought was, it's always fun for me to see. Uh, Morphine did flamenco and Maya did 90s hip hop, but for some reason had David Bowie's red mullet from Ziggy Stardust, Mm -hmm. which was very funny to me. Uh, And Plain Jane did Latin ballroom, which she revealed last episode. She was a young Latin ballroom dancer and said this time that now she got to be the female version, which that she never got to be when she was younger. So I thought that was a Here's me uh, making a positive note about Plain Jane, that that was a nice sentiment. Mm. Um, Joey 
Uh, I know you have a prepared <laughs> unhinged rant you'd like <laughs> oh, to go into thank now. Thank you for that marvelous introduction. <laughs> Let's hear uh, it. Okay. <sighs> this is just, I cannot stop <laughs> thinking about this ever since you were. I mean, like, this is, I don't think that this would have otherwise come up unless we had had already pre established discussions about this Amanda thing. But I think Nymphia's runway, okay, it was amazing. But her landing in the bottom three was proof that the runway means absolutely nothing to this show anymore. And yet it is the thing that these queens are spending the most money on, like tens of thousands of dollars. Like, it goes back to what I was saying about Amanda. You can't say the criticism of Amanda's quote unquote looks were justified because they're saying there were nitpicky issues with her outfits and drag when she absolutely excelled at the challenge at hand. And then Nymphia comes out in completely flawless drag, an incredible look. They said that she impersonated Jane Goodall well, it just wasn't funny. And yet the positive things she does do in terms of polished drag and an incredible runway, the same things that brought Amanda down, even though Amanda excelled in what they were actually supposed to do in the challenge, like... It, it did nothing to save Nymphia. She was still in the bottom. So it feels like the only time the runway actually factors in is if someone has a bad runway and it makes it easy for them to put them in the bottom. But when it's good, it doesn't matter at all. Or like if somebody did well in the challenge and they have a great runway, they're like, okay, yeah, that's additive. It also like you did really well on the runway in the challenge. But like, I know it's reality TV, but that kind of glaring inconsistency just makes this whole thing to me less interesting. There's a note for Jillian rebuttal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think that's just insane. <laughs> so, I mean, your argument is that... What? <laughs> I think that's insane. <laughs> Your argument is that people should be able to flop every challenge no. and then be saved by a no. runway. Because, no, because That's not my point. even in Untucked, no. even in Untucked, Dawn calls Nymphia the obvious bottom. When everyone who else comes in, they're all like, oh, yeah, obviously Nymphia is the bottom. They all agree on that. So Nymphia ended up saying. not lip syncing. That's not what I'm saying. Nymphia did get saved by her runway. When I they're all getting ready did. in the workroom earlier, when they're all getting – was Nymphia in the lip sync or not? Did you see Nymphia lip syncing? No. Um, but uh, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it seems to be – this is another picking and choosing thing. You have to be consistent with the judging. It has to – like you can't no, you say don't. Amanda who they – all of the judges were like, Amanda – this challenge, you did so well. Your performance was flawless. True. You were amazing in the challenge. You were you did great. It's not true. Okay. I thought Amanda did great in the challenge. I also think the judges voiced, especially Michelle. Michelle said your performance in the challenge was top notch. It was flawless. That is literally what Michelle said about And then RuPaul about her said a several. And then RuPaul listed flaws. RuPaul listed flaws. Okay, so with listen. The outfit, not the performance in the challenge. The girl group challenge is not a look challenge. The it's girl not group true. challenge it's not accurate. is a performance challenge. It's not accurate. So it what RuPaul I, said she struggled and she called out her pads. So what I am saying is, is that it, it doesn't matter that it's Amanda. It just so happens that this scenario happened to Amanda. I, I, I'm not doing pretzels because to, but to you're try to conform you're calling this it to, inconsistent. to Amanda. Right. And I think it. that's all I'm saying is that it needs to be consistent. I think if you are but going to we, tell We've one consistently queen, seen inconsistent judging. We've even like, do you remember right. what Akira yes. went home on? Right. That's what I'm saying. That is exactly what I'm saying is that the runway is this thing that people spend so much money on, but it seems arbitrary as to when they pick and choose to have the runway actually factor into the judging. That's what I'm saying. But even the queens, when they were getting ready this time, they were saying, oh, it's going to come down to the runway on this one. So how come they know that, but you as a viewer and an expert in the show don't know I'm that not, that I'm sometimes I'm literally happens. saying that I am pointing out that that is what happens. That's what I'm saying. I am hyper aware of that happening. Well, I guess I just don't understand. Like you would like the winner of Snatch Game to come down to who had the most no. iconic no. outfit on this no. show. Like I'm Jinx famously any... had a terrible no. runway. Should she have no, not won I am Snatch not, Game? I am not in any way saying that. I am simply saying that if this show is so priding itself on the runway being like 
a huge selling point for this show when it comes to judging the contestants the runway should play a bigger factor in the overall picture of judging it shouldn't just be well when you do poorly and you have a bad outfit yes okay or it should be i'm sorry it should be when you do poorly in the challenge you have a bad outfit those two things together like obviously you're in the bottom if you do poorly in the challenge but then you have an amazing runway it needs to be consistent with if somebody does amazing in the challenge and then has a so-so runway and it lands them in the bottom but if somebody does bad in the challenge and has an amazing runway it saves them from the bottom like it doesn't it, that doesn't Nymphia, make sense to me. Nymphia was saved. She was saved because right, of her runway. That is what I'm saying. Is that so? Then what is the what is the point with Dawn? Or I mean, with Amanda? Then Amanda did not have an amazing. Did you not Nymphia hear what level I just runway. said? I I'm saying that since when in this scenario the runway <laughs> they picked apart Amanda's looks and her drag. But she did well in the challenge. So in that scenario, they took the runway and or not the run. I'm sorry, not the runway. Um, her runway was not atrocious. Her performance in the challenge was to quote Michelle flawless and top notch. So the elements that well, landed her in the bottom were a pad and a wig. When there was well, I guess since people left in the competition. If, okay, so is Michelle the host of this show, and like only her critique counts? I don't. No. I don't think we've ever seen that no. be the case. I am just saying that it needs to be consistent, and you cannot. It, it's it, and this is, goes back to what you're saying about other contestants too. I think there have been plenty of contestants that have been eliminated with absolutely gorgeous runways, but um, it just is odd, and it's becoming. I think as the years go on, and we are hyper focused on this show, it's just becoming more and more obvious to me that like these little things, they just maybe start to annoy me a little bit more. I just wish it was the competition element of this was not becoming so. Is transparent the right word? Like is or, or, or lack of transparency? Like it just it. I wish that the competition element didn't feel so false to me. I just, I guess it just, I don't know. Like, I don't have a problem with understanding that we're not getting a full unedited critique from all the judges. I don't want them to, like, lay it out so clearly that I have no suspense at all of who's in the bottom and who's in the top because I've heard every single thing they said. And I think that a main challenge should be a majority deciding factor. I think that the the runway should come into play somewhat. Right, by, exactly. By, but like, by based on logic. the two examples that you've given – Okay, what do you, what is it the takeaway? That then? Logic, I don't think Amanda would have been in the, should have been in the bottom too because she <sighs> did so well in the actual girl group performance challenge. She wasn't even in the winning girl group. No, but she did well as evidenced by the judges I don't, feedback. I don't agree. I don't agree. I think I think in the rehearsal, she won the rehearsal. I think she had a really bad look and someone should have given her a different wig right, or said, but girl. Right, but the look is not tail. her performance. Her performance was her performance no, her, in the, the girl look group is challenge. what dragged Yeah, no. Of course you were always Q got red for wearing for her look in the girl group challenge that her blue wasn't as Yeah, but Q did not also else's. do well in the actual performance element of that challenge. Q did did dance like a I don't a think fool. Amanda did either. I think plenty of people noticed that Amanda stumbled I, I so don't i just i don't stumbled. get that like that being your number one argument is delusional to me i'm sorry like i don't i don't know like i think that everybody agreed on both in the judges panel and in the group that nymphia was in the bottom and then her outfit is what saved her from having to lip sync that night and i don't agree that just saying that she impersonated right. so Jane what Goodall i am saying and, is i don't understand is good enough for us naturally. right so what i'm saying is why i don't understand amanda's performance which was well received by the judges called top notch and flawless in the actual challenge set forth was not enough to save her from the bottom two the same way that nymphia's runway apparently was enough to save her when they looked at amanda's looks and were like okay that's why we're putting you in the bottom that did that that like i don't even see how those are comparable Okay, well, let's Those move on. <laughs> so, Safira is declared safe 
And that means that it's either plain Jane or Maya as the winner. And you can, they play cues Mike in the background and she's talking to John, to Dawn, John? shadily saying, <laughs> talking to Dawn, shadily saying, what if Maya won? I would shit. whispered that to her, which I thought was so rude. Yeah. Uh, but then plain is declared the winner and she looks absolutely shocked, which I was a little, I don't know. Um, the bottom queens end up being Morphine and Tsunami, and their lip sync is very sweet. They collaborate with each other on stage, dancing together to Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody, which I cannot believe is the first time as a lip sync. The first on ever the, time. The first ever time this song was a lip sync on the oh. U.S. version. They've had, I think this was the ninth Whitney song, um, but I'm pretty sure in my research this was the first I time cannot, they had done this holy song. Holy shit. That is crazy. I did not realize that because I remember... Didn't they do uh, like a big Whitney song for one of the finales once? Was it Queen of the Night? Well, <laughs> no. Think about it. What, probably the oh, most. Oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Sasha Valor. Yes. <laughs> okay. By the end of the lip sync, Morphine has lost nearly every giant fingernail she had on at the start. And they share a quick kiss on the main stage, which is really cute. Not quite the prolonged Geneva Maya makeout session we saw earlier. Sadly, we have to say goodbye to Tsunami, who it felt to me never really got a very prominent narrative on the show, despite seeming like a lot of fun with hints of a really compelling backstory. But eight episodes in, and I'm still not 100% sure that I'm pronouncing her name right, because (laughs) half the cast was calling her Tsunami, including people that said that they were very close to her. So I don't know. I really really was sad that... that she left us. And I mean, you know, halfway through, Me but too. I just did not feel like we got enough of her that we could. have. Yeah, I agree. I, and you know, like even before this, this show, like I said, I've, I've seen tsunami perform. I, I was like a fan of her drag before the show. So it was really exciting to see her get on the show. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I don't think she ever really elevated to the same level that I think people are used to seeing her in New York, which was a little frustrating for me. Um, and Unfortunately, yeah, I do think that this week she I think she did do the worst in the snatch game. Um, like I said, at least morphine's jokes were a little bit uh, there was like some uh, more of a narrative there and a little bit more of an arc and and some cleverness. And I think that tsunami just kind of felt trapped by all these things that she placed on herself with this very awkward character. So, um, yeah, I do think that she was the eliminated queen this week and even in the lip sync too yeah i don't think she i think that uh morphine it almost seemed like tsunami maybe was planning to do something else for the lip sync and then when she saw that it was going to be morphine that maybe threw her a little bit because they were such close friends i think maybe she was expecting it to be nymphia and uh because they did say in confessionals that they were a little bit shocked um and it seemed like she kept looking over at morphine. Like she was trying to pay attention to what morphine was doing instead of maybe. And it seemed like in some moments, morphine was maybe more focused on the judges and looking forward and performing. And tsunami was maybe trying to play into the collaborative element a little bit more. So I do Mm -hmm. think that morphine also won the lip sync. Um, But then, yeah, you did. Oh, you wrote, sorry, I was just about to read your point here, but you did say, you say here that morphine and tsunami were constantly saying in confessionals how close they were, but yeah, did we actually see that? I don't know if we. Yeah, if we it was a lot of, any of that. tell, don't show, which is the opposite. I, I was yeah. constantly like, I mean, and even in the beginning of this episode, they made it clear that they were friends before the season, or at least romantic rivals. <laughs> this man of the club that tsunami stole, <laughs> but um, but yeah, we I never really saw them like palling around or like getting. I don't think that they were getting ready next to each other. No, because tsunami was next to plane. So I don't know, like, I, I just don't feel like we saw a ton of them playing around. And even today, like the um, Morphine and Dawn entered the workroom wearing matching sweatshirts. Why are you not wearing matching sweatshirts with your bestie tsunami? <laughs> I don't know. We always knew the Alaska talks were friends. <laughs> so I was just a little bit like, I don't know. Like, I mean, not saying that they're lying about being close, but if that's true, like that must be some of the tsunami storyline that we didn't get to see yeah. of like how close are they and what are they doing in the work room yeah and i did also enjoy though watching nymphia behind everybody dance like the the face paint the white face paint that she put on like shrouded in the shadows behind them over their shoulders was so funny to me as they were lip syncing uh so it was just funny seeing her pop up there but um also okay 
yeah, another Jilly, Jilly end note um, that I forgot to mention earlier. Um, when Rue also did tell Plane that starting this week, she only has three more chances to use her immunity potion for herself or another queen. So we will finally be getting an answer to that um, within the next... But that's a long it time. It is a like long that, time. I thought yeah. she was going to say next week. It was really weird to give this kind of know, random update weeks. of like, oh, there's three. I mean, so it's like nearly to the finale. Like, I don't know. It was yeah, kind of I agree. So it's like Plain can potentially, if she does well next week, the week after, she she is potentially still here for, f- including this one, four more episodes, which like, yeah, yeah it takes her what, top so five? If I'm, if I'm Plain and I am playing into the, the t- everything I'm doing is playing into the screen time, I'm going to completely flop on that third one, like as hard as anyone has ever flopped, <laughs> and then say, yes, mama, I'm going to use my immunity potion this time. Like, okay, great. You have a great moment. And then like somebody's yeah, going to, beloved's going to go home. So, yeah, I don't know. That is very, yes, I would also, uh, if, if I was of the plain Jane mentality, I would also do that. All right, ahoy and ahey, hennies, because we'll be back among the remnants of the SS Muse to chat with the ship's godmother, Tsunami Muse, when the waves bring us back to the shores of your ear holes next. All aboard, we're back on the SS Muse here on EW's Quick Drag, sailing the seven seas of sadness as we cast away our latest departing queen, who weathered a snatch game storm, or tsunami, you could say, this episode, as she fluttered her wings as the gold tooth fairy. And though the winged beauty ultimately sank the SS Muse, my hopes are very high for what is coming after the show from my next guest who is one of the finest that new york city has to offer please welcome the always lovely and enjoyable miss tsunami muse how are you hello you know oh my god i have to say you have such a way with words (laughs) (laughs) well tsunami they do pay me for this so i mean but you know A lot of people get paid for a lot of things, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily good. And you're great at what you do. <laughs> I appreciate that so much, Tsunami. And you, speaking of being good at what they do, I mean, congratulations to you. I am applauding your run on Drag Race. You just, you. you are just on and off the show. You are so much fun to watch. And I know that this was super important to you, this competition coming from such an elite drag family and just being so good at what you do in New York. What did it feel like going home this early after all of this buildup before the show? Um, For me, I felt like, I mean, you know, it, it was, it, you know, you're on Drag Race, right? And it's like every little moment counts. Any little thing counts. So the moment you start second guessing, you know, that's when it could be your time. And that's what happened to me. That's what, that's what it felt like. So I was like, damn, you know what I mean? In that moment, it was kind of like, damn. But I gave it my all at all times. And, you know, it was my time and I don't regret anything. I would have definitely, yeah. looking back, I would have definitely done Tela Cruz. <laughs> okay. All right. I was yeah. going to ask. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think in that moment, I was like, because I wanted to like prove something to myself, right? I yeah. was like, if I go with this like random character, you know what I mean? It'll show that like, xyz right in my head but then the reality was like you should have just went with something that you are used to you know that you feel comfortable with and because snatch game is one of the hardest challenges i don't know like being in there it was like it just it it felt heavy you know it's a really really hard challenge but it's high reward when you are able to do it well but I absolutely did. <laughs> yeah well i do want to get into all of that there is i mean i definitely want to talk to you about all of this prep for snatch game and ask you for we'll get into that a little bit later because i want to go back to the beginning of this episode first well actually beginning of the season first um see there's a narrative arc to what i do so <laughs> um, uh, so you you did famously say that you were going to rehabilitate candy's image so do you think that you did that and what was her reaction to your elimination um, she was mad. Oh, <laughs> mad mama. She was mad. She was sad. Well, obviously, because, you know, they, they, she was the best for me, obviously. Yeah. But she knows, you know, it happens. I mean, she's actually never gotten eliminated, you know, like, officially. God, that's true. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm so upset that you can't even console me because you don't know what it, what it's like to be eliminated. <laughs> 
Well, you know, she understands like the power of just being in the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, for example, Alyssa Edwards has never made it to any finale of any of the seasons that she's been on. Oh. You know? <laughs> no, but like that's not real. That's just a reality. And she's the, one of the biggest stars, you know? So it that's was true. Me starting to think of it like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I I fully understand that. So the beginning of this episode, I mean, you did you you hats off. You won the reading challenge, which is always so fun. Um, yeah. but you did call Rue the Morgan Freeman of drag. So I'm <laughs> wondering what inspired you to call Rue the Morgan Freeman of drag. Why did you do that? And do you maybe regret regret it, seeing as Rue eliminated you shortly thereafter? <laughs> No, I don't think so because, you know, when you think of Morgan Freeman, right, in like in like the uh, uh, film world, he always plays like the deity character, like the, you know, the god and type of thing. So I feel like Rue in her own universe, she's kind of like the god, you know, so that's what I meant. <laughs> oh, that's a good way of spinning it, Tsunami, not that. Yeah, okay. All right. No, that's a good way. I, I, I will buy that. I will take that. Uh, um were there any reads or jokes that you cut um, that maybe you were planning to say, but then maybe decided not to say at the last minute? Mm, I think, you know what it was? I think I wrote like one or two per girl. Mm-hmm. And um, I just went with that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it, 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 like too many. Yeah. Well, it did. It, it. I mean, obviously, whatever you did worked because you won the challenge. So I was very yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I kind of thought of them like that morning off. I feel like that's the best way to do it because I feel like so many people like maybe sometimes people come in with like pre-planned jokes and they just yeah, and then it's like two them to people. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it paid off. You did good yeah, in this absolutely. challenge. <laughs> um, but I mean, last week, Mor- Morphine said in a confessional that uh, you when you were previously reading people oh, with plain, God. she said you went along with reading everyone around the room because you had a crush on plain, which you seem to confirm this week <laughs> when you read her and said that you wanted to fuck her out loud. So just because you... I, I would fuck her doesn't mean I, I have a crush on her. <sighs> okay. So wait, okay. So we're not, cause my question was going to be, can you, okay. So we're confirming there's no crush on plain. No, that's my sister. Okay. All right. <laughs> no sisterly love here. So it didn't pro- progress at all on set or in the hotel into a showman's like Vanjie and Brooke. No, 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 no. It never went past. Like, I mean, you know, I can look at someone and be like, yeah, you're attractive. That's really all it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Megami teased to me last week in our interview that Plain and Nymphia actually have a romance. So what is the tea on that? I, you're going to have to ask them. That, <laughs> I know nothing, but I don't <laughs> either. I think that is people want them to, you know, but plain is not Nymphia's type. <gasps> oh, okay. Uh, uh, oh, 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 okay. All right. Well, this is I like my sister's tea, you know, but right. Okay. So I'm just going to have to ask one of them. Okay. So we're going to have to get them. It's going to go to the next girl, the next girl, the next girl. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No, this is going to go down the line. This is going to go down the line until I get the answer. Well, you did. I mean, I, I I just felt it was necessary to maybe ask you these things because of what Morphine also revealed this episode about you stealing a man at the club. I got you. I, I think I have no idea what she was referring to. <laughs> really? I had amnesia, you know. <laughs> no recollection of that event whatsoever. You don't know why she brought that up. They love to project on me, you know, because... Just because they see someone talking to me, they just assume the worst. <laughs> Tsunami, I cannot tell if you are lying or not. That's <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so I'm not going to get an easy on that. Okay, all right. Um, outside of this, though, I think that some fans watching this season have said that you got an edit that maybe didn't show you, I think, as much as they wanted to see. So was there a side of you you think that maybe we never got to see on the show or were there things that you did that you maybe wish had been expressed more on the show? I mean, you know, you have to remember also that like when like I think it's known that one episode takes two days, right? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they're going through like what is it like at least 30 hours of footage sometimes you know or or less more you know so it's like a lot of a day that they have to you know condense to an hour and a half so you know as an artist do you want to be on all the episode of course but when you have a cast of such strong personalities like you know um they put what what is part of the story or the the story that they want to focus on 
But uh, I do I feel like I was kind of taken back. No, I mean, I, I, you you saw me. I'm also not like at all times the loudest uh, voice in the room. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm fine. But I'm not always being like, you know what I mean? Giving answers. Yeah. Like maybe some people may have been. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm content with, you know, what everything, you know, how it came out. And also the season isn't done. So uh, before people want to make, you know, their final assessments about XYZ, they have to really watch the whole thing, you know? So. Okay. So maybe Tsunami lives on in other ways. I mean... The spirit of Tsunami. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was. I mean, it, I did think back to at the beginning of the season when um, in that group interview that we did, and I asked everybody who was the queen of Untucked this year, and they all turned and pointed at you immediately. And I think, you know, watching as a viewer, I'm sitting there watching like, oh, Tsunami's going to get spicy in Untucked <laughs> this year. But no, I think it was... The opposite of that, it was more like, I don't think we've ever seen a Queen of Untucked that like everybody is saying is the Queen of Untucked because she was hosting Tsunami's Afters <laughs> in like a fun way. I, so I think you broke ground there. Well, I think that's the thing about, you know, what we do, that it's like, there's so many different types of queens, right? There's so many different, like, I don't think that just being known for having a, a bad temper is the only key to like success or or what is it called? Anim- anim- animanity? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, uh, I know the words that you're saying, but yeah, (laughs) or like infamy, or you know what I mean. I think Uh notoriety. Yeah, yeah, like everyone can make their mark in their own individual way that like makes sense for them. And and as far as having filmed the season with the girls, then I think I made my mark with them. You know what I mean? And to me, that's like the Mm -hmm. thing that I'll cherish the most. Whether yeah. you know fans who watch like a, a a pocket of what we experience, whether they get it or not, for me like the the prize really was like you know with the girls. And, but but even though having said that, like I I my fans here, like I've I've been receiving so much love, you know, online just yeah yeah who I am, which I never thought like and mm-hmm. I, I, I could I don't think I could ever like foresee this sort of reality that I'm living in now, and and it's exciting because. You know, seeing what's coming and like the conversations that are being started, like that makes me excited because that means that I can continue to share my drag even more with people who love drag. Because for me, I'm a fan of drag first, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then drag yeah. queen second. So to meet other people that love drag just as much as I do and that love my drag, you know? So it's like mm-hmm. I'm tapping into that and um, you're not, this is not the last of me. <laughs> right. No, I, I would be. I would fall over dead if I thought that, like, <laughs> like if this was the last of Tsunami. This is not the last of Tsunami. But let's go to Snatch Game. Yeah. Um, we'll finally get into it because I, before we get into this gold tooth fairy business, which I I have to admit, Tsunami, I'm still a little confused about. But <laughs> who who were okay? So Celia Cruz was yeah. the backup choice. Did you have any others? No, it would have just been like before. Okay, so for obvious other seasons, I've like auditioned like doing Naomi Campbell or like Cardi B. Yeah, okay. Maybe th- when I tell you, Snatch Game was the one category that every time I would always leave it to last because it's the hardest thing for me. I'm not really like yeah, a sort of you know what I mean, performer. Mm-hmm. But you know, mm-hmm. you it's a challenge, so you got to do it, right? You so you do it. it. It may not necessarily be the best, but I'm doing it. <laughs> Can I can wait? Can can I get a preview of oh what you would have done for Celia? Can you do a Celia Cruz? Can you do some Celia right now? I mean, I feel like I would have just been like Azucar. You know what I mean? Just kind of like that, like cadence that she had and how she screamed things and like I could have, you know, do, do a play on on the Spanglish. You know what I mean? And really turn up the accent up. So it, yeah, I feel like I maybe would have fared better or at least been safe had I done a different character. But you know, it was a risk that I took. It 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 didn't, you know pay off but it's a lesson that i learned i feel like for me the lesson was go with things that feel natural to you go with go with what's more comfortable you know sometimes Mm -hmm. we try and like go outside of our box to prove a point but clearly for me that did not go well (laughs) yeah i just gone with something that felt even even if i felt like i was gonna be like oh i'm well i'm typecasting myself or like putting myself in the box it's a challenge you know what i mean so i think i overthought it (laughs) and um I tried to buy it more than I could chew. Yeah. 
Well, can you do before before I ask you for the backstory of the Gold Tooth Fairy? Can I can I know that you worked with Naomi Campbell before? Can you maybe get some Naomi <laughs> or some Cardi B, please? So not me, please. Oh my God, you put him in the spot. I hate <laughs> impersonation. You know what? Just because I failed Snatch Game, I'm gonna leave it in the vault. Okay. Oh, tsunami. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, I won't put you on the spot like I put Safira on the spot to sing opera many times throughout our interviews. Um, but okay, so Goldtooth Fairy, yes. where did this idea come from? And can you please give me like a backstory for who she is as a character? Like who who is she supposed to be? I think you know you know what it was in the moment. I was like I was thinking of when this is back to when I was doing my audition tape. I kept doing these impersonations that I were awful in my opinion. <laughs> I was like, what if I just make up a character and then that way I don't have to really do like an impersonation. I'll get like, yeah. like a new personality, right? Me thinking that creating a, a character from scratch with, you know, a new personality, new accents, sort of like isms was going to be easier than simply impersonating someone. And um, that's kind of like where it came from. And uh, I was like, you know, when All-Star 7, right? Like Trinity did uh, uh, The Devil and I believe... Yeah, Evie Oddly did uh, the Boogeyman. I was like, "What if I do something like that?" Like, I was like, "You know, I could do like the gold, the the tooth fairy, but it could be the gold tooth fairy, so she could be like a little hood." You know what I mean? But maybe I just never went there. I, I never took the character <laughs> where it needed to be taken. You know what I mean? I never made it like a fleshed out like person or personality. So I feel like for me, that's where I failed. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it was, I will say it was enjoyable to watch like Tsunami being Tsunami up there, I think, because anything that you like, you know, and I say that in the sense that it's like, I don't think anything you do is like not enjoyable. Like you're just a very engaging person. So it was like, I was like, hmm, okay, I think Tsunami is just up there talking, <laughs> like it's, which is not unenjoyable. That is what I'm trying to say. It's not like I watched it and cringed or anything. <laughs> I really don't know why it was about the Snatch Game Challenge in itself that like it was just it, it felt like this thick air. And I was like, I was nothing was coming out. You know what I mean? Because also there's something about yeah. the quickness of it, you know, of the questions. Because you're not you don't get the questions before you're you're in the, in the moment having to you know answer these questions with an accent or in, in, a, in, a, in a sort of personality and a in a sort of like a mental backstory right i just didn't yeah. flesh out the character mm -hmm. but now that i know i feel like if you know i went back to do it i would i would definitely take a different approach and you know yeah maybe i'm i'm now i'm gonna make it that like if i go on all stars i gotta win the snatch game that's my personal challenge <laughs> as celia which you will not do for me as right celia now Cruz, yeah Yes. Okay. I got a little bit there. So I have to ask, did you ever get over Q adding your name after already saying Amanda on who should go home and why? Or are you still a little salty oh, about no, it? I definitely did. I mean, and I did even on set. Um, yeah. I don't think people really saw, but um, uh, she actually gave me pointers on uh, episode six for the doll challenge. Because at the end of the Aww. day, you know, it was a competition and like, um, you know, you everyone has their own strengths, right? Like Safira's a singer, you know. Plasma is a great actor and Q, you know, with the design, Q and Nafia, you know, they're costume designers. So I, you know, I was not about to be like, oh, fuck this bitch. I'm going to be, hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, even mm -hmm. now, like we, 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 we talk like almost every day It's me and her and Morphine. We kind of like check in on each other. <gasps> yeah. Me, me and Q got really, really close. Um, yeah. I would say like after filming, um, but no, I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't hold grudges. And it's a competition, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, it's not like she was that, that wrong, baby, because queen of safe over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, not anymore. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, that's, I, I mean, you know, it, it, I also love that you still, I mean, obviously you're very close to morphine because that, that little kiss that you guys had in the lip sync, it was so sweet. I loved seeing that because um, you guys, clearly do care very much about each other and uh, i thought that the lip sync was very emotional and very fun but the last thing that i want to ask you is can you clarify if this recent twitter exchange with you and monet where you said the outfit doesn't come in for a stretch <laughs> was that a joke yeah, like you guys are yeah, friends right okay all right of course okay. a joke. you know it's a it's just little jabs that we as drag queens do you know like 
kind of like be like uh you know in the in the green room and and things like that kind of like girl um get, your lace is a little dark you know what i mean and things like that mm -hmm. <laughs> but the, oh, so the outfit is actually four-way stretch <laughs> oh it is okay good to know so you actually are just taking pointers from your crush plain jane with the shade there yeah she's so shady <gasps> shade oh crush confirmed you didn't say no oh, the, wow you're <laughs> I see the trick question. <laughs> <laughs> Never. No, Tsunami. I I can't say enough how much I enjoyed watching you this season. And I look forward to seeing all that you do after the show. I, I think that, you know, we're going to see some big things from you. So can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you, but also keep watching because the season is not done. But the spirit of Tsunami <laughs> lives on in mysterious ways. So can we do... We began the season the way that you said you were going to begin your Drag Race tenure um, by screaming. Can we just go out with a scream? <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much, Tsunami. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now we're going to hold the heel. Hold. Hold the heel, hands go behind the back. You're gonna shift your body weight back. Some of us have our heel on the box, some of us don't. Thank you to Tsunami Muse for a lovely interview and thank you to the waters of the ocean for keeping Jillian Closet and I afloat and safe as we drift into yet another week of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 16. We are now over halfway through the season now, so please, if you haven't already, rate and subscribe. Please give us a five-star rating so we can afford a life raft to hopefully get us back on land in time to do next week's pod. You're very optimistic and I love that about you. That we'll have a pod next week. <laughs> Make sure you do. Make sure I you do tune into that episode <laughs> because we'll have another interview with season 16's eliminated queen. Next eliminated queen. Until then, have an old have lady, an exercise, old lady night. exercise night. Quick Drag is an entertainment weekly podcast hosted and produced by Joey Nolfi and Jillian Cedarholm. Produced and edited by Sammy Junio. Thanks for listening. There's weather. Cloudy weather. Ooh. I think of the old ladies that was on TV exercising. <laughs>